this September the 14th Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now, use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of September, and we have a mini card, nine games um, for Thursday, September the 14th. And here to help me pull them all apart is Mr. Scott Reichel. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through the games. Bit of a smaller card, not complaining. Should be a fun day. Yeah, I never get put on these little mini cards. They like to work me, like I'm in a Bangladeshi sweatshop where Moonaf keeps all these little six-game cards for himself on a Wednesday so he can do 20-minute research. Um, but I've managed to shoehorn myself in tonight. Um, like you say, nine games, five of which are on the board, four of which aren't, because there's lots of days fall going on as we speak, uh, which means it's pitching matchups. Uh, doing okay today. We <laughs> The Rays of the Twins, um, we both liked the over, I think, yesterday, Scott. Yep. Um, and then, I, because I had some time on my hands, um, I started looking around with player props and stuff like that. And I ended up back in Taj Bradley to, to go over on earned runs, walks and hits. And he actually pitched quite well for a long time. It looked like I was going to lose. Um, but he eventually got there on two of the three props. He actually left the game with two runners on and then the relief pitcher allowed those runners to score. Uh, so I managed to get the over on the earned run. So I won two out of three, which was a little bit of profit. And it's been a little while since I've live sweated my dog on the show. Um, but Colorado at plus one, tipped them at plus 150 yesterday. I actually managed to back them at plus 167 a couple of hours ago. And they currently lead 5-3 in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, so we could get a live implosion or we could get a live win um, in the next 40 minutes or so. And Cleveland lead 5-1 um, against the Giants. We both liked Allen uh, more than Harrison in that spot as well, Scott. So uh, going along okay. Um, yeah, there was all sorts of stuff going on last night. Um, so a lot of injuries, a lot of shenanigans. Um, but we'll uh, we'll come to each team and and the implications of what happened as we get to them. Uh, we will start tomorrow with, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll say hello to everybody who's bothered to say hello to us uh, in the chat first as well. Who was in first? Trev, of course he was. Evening, Trev, how are you doing? Uh, Randy's in. Captain Sano, Captain Sano has done double duty tonight. 
Um, Captain Insano joined me on the Premier League Gambling Podcast uh, in the last hour. So extra points, loyalty points for Captain Insano. And Riley as well. Uh, evening, Riley. How are you doing? So yeah, any tips you like, stick them in the chat and we'll get to them. Um, start tomorrow with a uh, lots of days ball again, 12.35 Eastern. First pitch is the Washington Nationals at the Pittsburgh Pirates. We have Josiah Gray for Washington. Uh, Mitch Keller draws the start for Pittsburgh. Plus 145 on the Nationals. Minus 165 on the Pirates. Total is eight and a half. Scott leaders off. So Keller's been really good lately, but the question is, do I ever want to lay 165 with Pittsburgh? The answer is probably not. And I said Keller's been good. He did get shelled by the Braves the last time out, but that is Atlanta. So you can kind of put an asterisk next to it. I think I'm going to have to lean to Washington. It's a spot where even though I do like how Keller's pitched for the most part in the last month and change, I can't lay 165 with this team. Like That's just an insane price to love the team that has nothing to play for. Washington's been competitive in the past month or so. Gray has been hit or miss for the most part, but 165, Like if it was a little bit lower of a number, I'd be tempted, but maybe if you want to go Pittsburgh first five minus a half, he can make an argument there. But I can't lay 165 on the full game with Pittsburgh. So I think if I was going to take Pittsburgh, I'd probably look at the first five minus a half. But I think for the sake of this matchup, I'm going to lean to Washington at a decent plus money price. I just think 165 is way too high. Yeah, a lot of the stuff points you towards Pittsburgh. But then if you arrive at that destination, you don't want them at the price. So it's quite a tricky game to handicap. Um Captain Insano saying that uh, Keller has a his ERA is a full two runs better at home, so that that's one of those things that points you towards the Pirates. To me, Josiah Gray looks gassed. He just looks in need of a break now. We followed him um, all season. I don't know many he's pitched actually, um, but he was doing well for us early in the season. But at this point, he does look ready for um, his winter break. He just look, just doesn't have it anymore. I'm just trying to pull up how many innings he's pitched. Maybe 140 something. I would guess at uh, 141. I tell you what, Scott, I'm a uh, I'm a very shrewd judge. So yeah, he just looks tired to me. Um, Pittsburgh are too short of price. I'm going to take Pittsburgh team total in that handicap that Josiah Gray's gassed. Um, what will this be set at four and a half? Maybe um, I'll take the over four and a half. I think Pittsburgh can get some runs off him. Uh, we'll go along next to. A 110 Eastern first pitch. This is one of the games that are off the board. There are four of the nine uh, that we don't have lines on so far tonight. Um, and it's Cincinnati have a TBD pitcher as they visit the Detroit Tigers, who have Reese Olsen uh, going for them. So no lines at all. Um, I can give you a little bit on Reese Olsen, three and seven on the year with a 450 ERA. He's bang average is what he is. However, his last three starts have been okay. You caveat that with two of them were against the White Sox and the other was against the Yankees when the Yankees just weren't hitting even a little bit. So I think since you've got a little bit more in them than that, Cincinnati are hanging on in this uh, wild card race. Stat of the day, Scott, I'm going early. Cincinnati have got the best winning percentage in interleague play this year. They've got a 641 winning percentage. Um, and that would be enough to make me want to back them here. But I don't know who's pitching for them. I know Brandon Williamson I don't like, but he's going tonight, I think. Um, so he'll not be an option. Maybe Hunter Green 
Uh, got no idea anyway, but yeah, um, I'd look at Cincinnati for a win because Olsen's bang average in Cincinnati. You've got a couple of things going in their favour, but I'd want to see the prices first. I think I'm going to agree with you with Cincinnati. It's a bit tricky not knowing, once again, who's going to be pitching for one of these teams. Olsen, as you said before, has been good in his last three starts, but the level of competition hasn't exactly been that high. Uh, to look at his home numbers here, his ERA is actually worse at home than on the road. 4.89 ERA. Not much really more to add because I don't know the lines, but I am going to lean to the Reds. They're a better team, better offense, and I'm hoping the pitcher in this matchup isn't significantly worse than Olsen. The counter-argument would be, of course it won't be, because it's pretty difficult to find a pitcher that's significantly worse than Olsen. So I'll go with the Reds. I just think that they have the better offensive firepower. You mentioned the interleague record, but I do think looking at this matchup, Olsen, I do think his recent form is more of a mirage, and I think the Reds can get to him. I'll go with Cincinnati, but it's tricky not knowing the price. That was it. That's why I mentioned um, Williamson, really, is one of the only Reds pitchers that I wouldn't like in this spot. Um, the others, you, you kind of would automatically uh, lead towards Cincinnati. The Rockies have tagged one on. The Rockies are 6 3 up. Come on. Um, okay, we'll move on. I'll tell you first. It's 7 3, uh, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, 7 3. Uh, if they score one more, I'll get the automatic payout. My book pays out if they go five runs in front, um, which is a little fun thing. Um, DraftKings is uh, back in full swing with uh, another week of epic NFL. Come in, um, DraftKings are an official sports betting partner of the NFL and will give new customers $200 in uh, bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on a game. Uh, no one's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the SGP code to sign up. New customers get $5, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook or details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And we'll tell you about game time. Uh, the ticket people are uh, doing a great job here for us. Um, lots of the uh, network people have used game time um, for things like sports, music, comedy, theatre, um, using uh, getting killer deals on last-minute tickets. The best price guarantee is an outstanding feature. Um, game time uh, guarantee to credit you 110% of the difference um, if you find tickets in the same section in row for less. So you can forget planning months in advance. Um, get your tickets and start looking forward to the actual event that you're going to. Um, really great features all over this uh, game time app. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN. For $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply. Create an account. Redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Next up is a 210 Eastern first pitch between the Miami Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers. I only very recently saw Uri Perez uh, listed as the Miami pitcher. Um, and Adrian Hauser is confirmed for Milwaukee. Uh, no lines for this one, Scott. Um, like I say, I just saw Perez. I think that Perez isn't even confirmed yet, uh, but I, I think he's been mooted. So do you have much on this? I think I'm just going to lean to Milwaukee. I'm a fan of how the team's been in recent form. Uh, looking at the actual numbers here for Milwaukee, team is very good at home, 42-28. and 28. Miami's five under on the road. Perez does have the better numbers, so I do acknowledge that, but I'm looking at his road numbers. They are a lot worse. His road ERA is 
He's been okay lately. Last two starts, he hasn't exactly gone much length. He's gone less than five and a third. So I do have questions on if he'll be able to actually pitch a long time in this outing. But five innings, two runs against the Phillies, four and two thirds, three runs against the Nationals. Hauser, I do like as being a ground ball pitcher, and Miami has a hard time with stringing hits together. But for me, I do think when you're looking at the overall form of these teams, Milwaukee's been great. And with the Cubs recently struggling, the Brewers are starting to, I don't want to say run away with the division again, but they're creating some added breathing room in that division, which they needed. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. The issue is, once again, not knowing exactly what the lines are going to be. But I do think that Milwaukee should be able to get the job done. Perez on the road is more vulnerable. And once again, he doesn't go much length. Give Milwaukee potentially on the run line. I think we handicapped this last night, and it was Garrett against uh, Rhea. And yep. the Brewers were minus 120 with Miami, plus 120. I don't see much difference here. I mean, Garrett and Perez have kind of uh, been in similar veins of form recently. Yeah, House is a better proposition than Rhea, though, I suppose. Um, Miami, for as much as they underwhelm us generally, um, they've had a... The, the pitching rotations had a sub four ERA in the last 19 games. They've been going along really well. Um, Hauser has been poor lately, but Milwaukee do tend to give him loads of run support. He's the one who gets all the run support. I'm not convinced. Um, I took an over here. I don't mind, again, I don't mind kind of, if you want to go with a fade of Hauser. I wouldn't mind a Miami team total over. Yeah. It's going to be a low number, but. This was one of those games I was kind of relieved there was no lines because it didn't force me into a pick. I can just sort of gloss over it because I did find this really tricky. But yeah, that's that's not a bad angling at all. Um, Scott, I like that. Uh, we will go to a seven. Oh, hang on. Have I missed out? Oh, I've missed out the Mets. Look, 4-10 Eastern first pitch. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the New York Mets. This is the pitching matchup of the day. Or is it? No, might not be. Might be the second best one of the day. Um, where Merrill Kelly goes for the Diamondbacks and Kodai Senga takes the ball for the New York Mets, who are minus 120 at home. Uh, the road D-backs are plus 108 with a total of seven and a half. Merrill Kelly, 11 and six on the year with a 3.16 ERA. Uh, incredibly reliable um, to the point of being a bit dull. Um, oh, just all his numbers are the same. Doesn't matter which one you want to look at, really. 3.16 in his last five, 3.53 on the road. 3.46 against NL East. You could just throw a blanket over any stat you want over Merrill Kelly. Uh, there's just no deviation. He's only given up one earned in his last two starts. And they were both low-scoring games as well. The, the D-backs won those 3-2 and 4-2. Um, Kodai Senga, 10-7 on the year, 3-0-7 ERA. Has been a bright spot for the Mets in a season where they haven't had many. Um, and again, he's getting better. I mean... First of all, he settled in and looked really good. And now he's really going through the gears towards the end of the season. A 2.48 ERA in his last five, 2.52 home ERA. That's been his um, his USP all season. Did start one game against Arizona um, early in the season. One earned run over eight innings pitched and low scoring games uh, recently, 5-2, 2-1 and 3-1. This all points to a duel. The total's low. I knew it would be seven and a half. But I'm happy to take it. First five under or an under uh, seven and a half, please, Scott. Yeah, I like the first five under as well. Uh, I don't mind maybe looking at the Mets as well in this game. Uh, the Mets recently have been okay, and I'm a fan of the prospect they called up, uh, Mauricio, 
what a home run yesterday. Yes, I've got his name written down in front of me, Scott, as well. I was going to say, kid's solid. But in general, I know Alonzo homered yesterday. Team's been playing okay lately. They've been a lot better at home than on the road this season. Kelly's been good. Sanga's been very good. I see, once again, a pitcher's duel, so I'm with you. This game, for me, has like a 3-2 final written all over it. But I'm going to go with the – I'm going to lean to the Mets as well. But the under is going to be my favorite play. One prop I am tempted by, though, is Kelly Walks. I mean, Sanga Walks, we already know about. But Kelly Walks has been pretty solid lately. He walked five guys last start in about five and two-thirds. Walked three guys two starts ago and five innings against the Dodgers. So recently, the command has not fully been there. I wouldn't mind taking Kelly Walks against the Mets if you want to go for a sneaky player prop. Okay, yeah, let's get involved in that. Uh, Captain Insano might like a, a Senga K prop, 27 Ks in his last three starts. The captain points out to us. Um, 7-0-7. First pitch, uh, the Texas Rangers at the Toronto Blue Jays. I would venture that this is the matchup of the day um, where Nathan Neovaldi uh, takes on Kevin Gorsman for Toronto, plus 145 on the Rangers, minus 155 on the Blue Jays with a total of eight. Um, yeah, good game. It's good series. Um, Texas will be delighted with how this little road trip's gone. They won a couple in Seattle and now go to um, go to the Blue Jays. Um, just a little note, and I don't know how much this affects betting odds or any tickets that anyone's holding now. Um, but after that series in Seattle, Toronto now have to finish ahead of Seattle. Um, to clinch a playoff spot due to their divisional records, I think. Mm. Um, so the tie now would be good enough for Texas. Uh, sorry, Toronto. The tie would be good enough for Toronto. Right. The tie would be good enough for Seattle. Yes. Uh, Seattle would go through with the tie. I've tied, I've tied myself up here. Um, but Toronto would have to finish above them. Um, I think that's correct. Nathan Yavaldi is 11-4 on the year, has a 290 ERA, has had two starts back from the IL. Not really sure what's gone on. Uh, one and a third and two and a third. So really, it's quite tricky to know what to expect from Yavaldi. Um, Kevin Gosman on the year is 11-8 with a 328 ERA. Um, he was great last time, but that was against Kansas City. You've been spectacularly poor lately. Um and Gosman hadn't been great before that. I don't trust much in this game. I know you're probably going to say the same thing, that it's another couple of these nutso teams. Um, the Blue Jays have really shit the bed lately. The, the big situation this week for them. Um, and they just haven't come through. The bats, uh, Bichette, Vladdy, just haven't been doing it. Um, really, really disappointing for them. Um, Texas... Took a right blow, Shears. I left his game last night and only in the last hour or so um, he's done for the season. Uh, that's the end of Max Scherzer. So with nothing much um, to trust here, uh, re- the Texas Rangers did score runs in Seattle. Um, Seager is absolutely raking. He's first in the league in WRC+. Plus. He's, he's usurped Otani and Mookie Betts and everybody else. Um, and... The Blue Jays can get some runs off Yavaldi as well. I'm going to take the over, um, the over eight, please, Scott. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Uh, I think that even though you're looking at what should be a pitching matchup, I think there's reason to be skeptical of both starting pitchers here. Now, Gaussman was great last time out, as you said before, was against Kansas City. 
The last couple starts, though, before that, he was giving up some runs. Four innings, three runs against the Rockies. That was in course. I can let that go. Uh, five innings, three runs against the Nationals at home. Six innings, two runs against the Orioles. Five and a third, seven runs, five earned against the Phillies. So he has been better at home, but I do acknowledge that he has not exactly been pitching a lot of zeros lately. I do think Texas can score some runs. Yavaldi's good on paper. But as you said before, he's going no length because he came back off the IL and they're barely using him. And we know Texas' bullpen's not very good. First two games in the series had at least nine runs. The bullpens have been a problem. The lineups are still solid. I'm with you. I'm on the over eight. Eight just feels a little bit low. If Yavaldi was going six innings, then I would maybe consider an under. But he's not. I can't take an under yeah. when I have to deal with Texas' bullpen for probably about six-plus innings. I can't do that. So I'll go with the over eight in this game. Okay, yeah, same play. Um, 7.15 Eastern first pitch. The Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Baltimore Orioles. We have Aaron Savali for Tampa Bay and Kyle Bradish for Baltimore. Plus 120, Tampa. Minus 135 for Baltimore. Total is set at 8.5, Scott. Well, Bradish has been very solid this year. Do you have a pitcher listed for Tampa or no? Savali. Okay. Uh, I mean, this, I feel like this whole series is going to determine the division, isn't it? Yep. No, absolutely. I mean, it's a four-game series, and they're separated by two and a half. It's the final four head-to-head meetings of the season. Baltimore so far is six and three. They've won each of the last. They've won three of the last four meetings. I think for this one, I actually am in only Tampa. It's a spot where I do think the pitchers are somewhat comparable. Bradish, I do like as an overall pitcher, and he has been good at home. But Tampa's been good lately, so is Baltimore. But this game really doesn't tell me that a lot's separating these two teams. I can definitely see this coming down to the wire. But I do think if I'm getting plus money for two teams that I do think are pretty comparable based on record and based on just, I don't want to say how these teams play, but I do think they're comparable. I'm going to link to Tampa. I'll take the plus money. I feel like this line's a little bit high. You can make an argument that a split in this four-game set is pretty realistic. Bradish has been consistent. I'm aware of that. But ever since Batista got hurt, I've not exactly been sold in this bullpen. I think it's fine for Baltimore, but it's not amazing. I'm going to lean to Tampa. I think that's a pretty large price for a teams that are separated by the, I don't want to say slimmest of margins, but by a pretty slim margin. I'm going to lean to Tampa. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it does look more like a, a coin toss than, than the difference in the prices. Um, I do prefer Baltimore in this spot. I've been quite impressed with Tampa. They've held their nerve really well. Um, they've done it tonight, I think, uh, Randy Rosarena walk-off former, uh, beat Minnesota 5-4. to four. So they've held their nerve pretty well, Tampa Bay. And what have been... Uh, they haven't been... They've been under pressure, but they've responded to it. Baltimore had a little wobble. Um, they let me down last night. They couldn't have Wayne right? Uh, losing... Yeah, exactly. Someone earlier on, was it Randy, said he backed Wainwright? Uh, braver man than me, Randy. And but Wainwright didn't my, even they, pitch well. Baltimore went one for 12. No, yeah, I was getting frustrated. There was there was uh, the left was all over yep. the place. Um, the key here for me was Savali goes five innings and his last um, four starts, he's given up four, three, two and three. Now, is that start going to be enough for them to win the game? Um, and I don't think it is because Bradish goes a little bit longer, gives up fewer runs. Baltimore have won his last five games. 
He's got a 101 whip, Captain Sano points out. Um, and I think the home advantage is probably worth the run as well. Um, so it's only just... Um, I wish the prices were a little bit closer together, but I do think Baltimore win the game. Um, I don't know if I'll be backing them at minus 135. I might shot around, but yeah, it would, it would be Baltimore for me. Uh, we move on to a 7-15 Eastern first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, this one is off the board completely. Uh, it is Michael King confirmed for the Yankees, but we have no pitcher at all. I've got no clue who might be going for Boston. Um, no lines and not an awful lot to add. Uh, Michael King, four and five on the year, 282 ERA. He's okay. Short starts. Um, all I've got for Boston is they lost the, the doubleheader yesterday to the Yankees and went 0 for 19 with runners in scoring position over those two games, which is pretty impressive. Um, but I've got nothing else apart from that, Scott, for this. I think for this matchup, once again, it is tricky without having a total or, or an actual money line price. I think I am an only to the Yankees team total under in this game. Even though the Yankees swept the doubleheader, they only scored seven runs. It wasn't like they really did anything. You just mentioned that Boston couldn't get a key hit to save their lives, but the Yankees really yeah. didn't do much either. So to go through the Yankees' offensive numbers lately, scored f uh, these are the numbers that they scored in the last couple games. 4-3-4-2-2-3-4. They don't score many runs. So I am wondering what this total is going to be, but they're kind of just hovering around that three mark for the last week. And with all the injuries they had, Dominguez out for the year, we already know how many injuries they have. I'm going to go with the Yankees team total under. I'm curious what the line's going to be. Based on the fact that it's in Fenway and it is a Yankee-Red Sox game, I'm, I'm assuming the total should be, for the full game, like nine, eight and a half maybe, nine. But that means the yeah. Yankees team total might be at around four, four and a half. I'm going to lean to the under on that one. I do think that the Yankees' offense has been sputtering a bit lately, even though they did sweep the doubleheader yesterday. They weren't great offensively. Boston was just insanely bad. So I'm going to go with the Yankees team total under. Yeah, they've won too many of those games where they probably shouldn't have. Um, you talking me through that sort of leads me towards wanting to back Boston here because I don't think New York can keep getting away with it. Um, 0 for 19 is nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. Yeah, that, yeah, if you back them and you were sitting watching those two games, you'd have your head in your hands. Um, we've got two games. Once I'll tell you first about our new sponsor here, Hall of Fame Bets. Uh, you can win bigger by betting smart this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parties, player props and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical bets and data. Um, you can put your parley idea in the Hall of Fame Bets parley optimizer too. You'll get things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probability for the entire parley, you can sort players by hit rate um, and learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark during over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And finally, for today, Underdog Fantasy. Um, a great way to play alongside your favourite football team is the Fantasy Pick'em Game. Pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, and then do what we all do every Sunday night, watch the games. Uh, win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website. 
underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Two games to go. This one is right off the board, unfortunately. 7.40 Eastern between the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. Kenta Maeda for Minnesota. Uh, nobody for the Chicago White Sox. Scott, do you have much on this? Uh, for this one, I think I'm just going to lean to the over in this one. Both teams offensively have actually been decent lately. The White Sox were involved in that crazy game where they were down, what was it, 9 nothing yesterday? And came all the way back just to lose anyway? Yeah, well, Pretty sure that happened. Remember, I was I was live sweating that over, wasn't I, when we did the show? That was somehow, game one. That went under. Yeah, that buggered up. And then, obviously, there was 21 runs in the second game. I was going to say, game uh, yeah. two, I'm pretty sure Kansas City was up 9 nothing, And then the White Sox scored nine straight runs. And then the Royals won the game anyway. So that game was a little bit bizarre. Minnesota did lose a couple games there to Tampa. No real shame in that. We know Tampa's a better team than Minnesota. The White Sox still are a bad team, but they're at least scoring some runs. Maeda's been okay. Doesn't really go any length. Five and a third, two runs. Five innings, three runs. Four innings, six runs. Five innings, three runs. Four innings, three runs. So I do think that the White Sox can get something across against them. And as for the White Sox, we know this team can't pitch. And Minnesota's pretty good at hitting. So for me, I'm going to link to the over in this one. I think you're going to see some runs here. Maeda, even if, even if he pitches fine, doesn't really go any length. And that is a concern for yeah. me. So I'm going to go with the over in the spot. Well, he hasn't even been great. Um, no. In, in, in these shorter starts. So um, he can certainly contribute two or three before the um, the Minnesota bullpen do similar. And like you say, the White Sox have scored a few runs lately. They're, um, they're not a team to trust particularly. I don't know. It was Tiki Tassant who gave uh, all those runs up where we handicapped him a lot. I, I seem to think uh, Megan you Scott in the last few weeks. To, to be but fair, yeah, we it, handicapped him in comparison to Lyles, and Lyles also gave up seven runs. So it kind of cancelled out in the end. But yes, Toussaint <laughs> was not good. Um, yeah, I've got, the, I've got it over eight and a half written down, and I don't know where I got that number from. It's very possible I just wrote it in the wrong box um, from the game above. Um, but anyway, whatever the total is, um, we'll be taking the over. It'll be around about there, eight and a half, nine, maybe something like that. Um, okay, the final game on the slate, we do have lines on this one, is the 8-4 Eastern first pitch between the San Francisco Giants and the Colorado Rockies. Logan Webb goes for the Giants, and it is Chase Anderson for Colorado, who are plus 10 home puppies. The Giants are minus 255, and the total is at 10 and a half, Scott. So even though I do like Logan Webb as a pitcher, and even though I do acknowledge that Chase Anderson has been a laughingstock for a decent portion of the year, nothing's really changed. He actually got shelled by this exact Giants team on the ninth in his last start. Three and a third, six runs. I don't mind the over in this one. I think, once again, Anderson's useless. So I do think that the Giants should be able to get something across. <laughs> the problem that I do have with the Giants and with Webb is that even though Webb's been good recently, or he's been fine, he has kind of regressed over the last month, and he is in cores. I'm going to link to the over. I think you'll see some runs here from what we're watching in the Rockies game right now. They've actually scored some runs in the series, but I think when you're looking at this spot, I can't back Anderson. I really wanted to because the Giants have not played well against the Guardians for the last couple of days, but Chase Anderson is so bad. I think I'm just going to link to the over. Giants team total over as well, but I do think you're going to see a lot of runs in this game. I'm going to go with the over. 
Ooh, I've just noticed the Cubs have got the bases loaded in the top of the eight. Got, um, I am going to take Colorado for pretty much all the reasons that you want to. Um, yeah, I, I just I, am so. If it was anybody yeah. besides Anderson, I'd take it. I mean, they would. Well, they would. I'm not going to say they won two in a row because that would be the ultimate mush uh, on my own bed. But yeah, they beat the Cubs yesterday six to five. They are in the lead at the moment, uh, seven to three. Um, and we talked about the Giants. I faded them right in this this game today. They're currently five to one down um, against the Cleveland Guardians, saying that they had the what was it the 29th worst, um, the 29th ranked WRC plus in the second half of the season. I mean, Colorado do have the 30th, um, so they are one place above their opposition. But two tens, well, plus two tens too big. I don't want the Giants. They're rubbish. They're boring. Bryant came back and home in his first game last Come night. Again today. Did he really? There you go. Two for two. He's going to make all the difference then. Um, and Chase Anderson's last two home starts against the Blue Jays and against the Yankees have been all right. Um it's certainly good enough to keep the Giants in a little bit of check. So, yeah, let's keep rolling with the Rockies. We'll pay my house money unless something terrible happens here. Um, they yeah, got the... Yes. God, that is great news. Um, Colorado, then a plus 210. Uh, we'll play that up tomorrow. And that, in a cheeky half an hour, uh, is all the games handicapped, Scott. Um, we need a lock and a dog. I haven't got one. Do you have anything yet? Uh, yeah, I can one. make something happen. Well, I'm definitely taking Colorado as my dog. That's okay. You can get that. Well, you're halfway in the there. Books. Sorry, you're halfway I'm there. Halfway right? there. I've written down. It's written on my, my pad, and I boxed it off. And for my lock, oofed. Let's go first five under. Arizona and the Mets. I really like both pitches. Um, and like I said, there was just all every all the pointers were towards that the. Recent form, Kelly's road form, Senga's home form, Kelly's form against the NL East teams, Senga's form against Arizona, the totals of the last games of all pitch, it all was going in one direction. There was nothing making me think, oh, hang on a minute. It was just all one-way traffic. Uh, first five under between the Mets and the D-backs, please, Scott. That's what I was going to take. So now i got to think Ah, yes, good. Are you okay. going to double lock it or are you going to be brave, go out on a limb? Uh, I think for the lock, I, I probably am going to double lock it. I thought about taking the Mets' first five, but I do like Kelly a lot, so I am going to go with the first five under there. Probably going to be four, full game total seven, so seven and a half, I mean, so you're probably going to see a juiced four. I'll take the under on that as my lock. For my dog, you know what? I, still, I see it available on DraftKings at even money. I'll go with the over 10 in the Giants and the Colorado game. Uh, you're looking at Webb's numbers. He did just shut out this Rockies team, but that was in Oracle. You're looking at his numbers in cores this year, five and a third, four runs. Historically speaking, he has not been good in cores like most pitchers that tend to rely on off-speed stuff. They tend to not do well in cores. But you have Chase Anderson pitching. Logan Webb's had some issues in this ballpark. Ten and a half, I think it's a little bit low. I think each team could get the five in here. So I am going to go with the over ten and a half at even money as my dog. Is that an even money dog you're giving out, Scott? Is that is that allowed on the uh, network? Have you checked? Yeah, it has a plus next to it, so it counts. It's slightly off the ladies' menu, though, do you not think? I mean, it could be. <laughs> ladies need you to cash, too, you. you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we let you off. Um, yeah, we were... Uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have anything else, mistakes. but I'm missing. I'm missing don't, lines on like half the games with underdogs. So no, don't apologize, Scott. <laughs> he's doing what he's doing well with uh, what we've given him to work with. Right, thank you very much, Scott. Um, thanks everyone who got in the chat as ever. Um, it really cheers me up. It makes me smile a lot. Thanks a lot. Um, go and listen to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. It's outstanding, and the host is handsome and funny. Um, good luck with all your baseball bets. I'm going to go and watch the Rockies close this one out tonight um, and then go to bed a winner. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>